here today with David Fiala, all the way from St. Louis. How are you doing today, David? I'm doing well, Pastor Zill, yourself? Doing fantabulous. Um, <laughs> Is that even a, a word? It's, it's not a word, but that's why I like to use it. So uh, we wanted to invite you on. You work with Missionary Recruitment for the Office of International Mission in St. Louis. Tell us a little bit that's right. about uh, your position. What is it? What is that voodoo that you do? Thankfully, it's not actually voodoo no, because that wouldn't be very Christian. Voodoo, boys and girls, that's not the case. No, no. What what we actually do here in in St. Louis in the Office of International Mission here at the International Center in missionary recruitment is we look for people who have the makings of future missionaries for the Missouri Senate. So what I get to do in my role on this team is I interact with hundreds of people over the course of a month or a year or whatever, and I listen to people's stories. I listen to why they themselves are Christians, how they first heard the gospel, why they have this burning desire in their heart to share the hope that they have in Jesus with people from a foreign country who they don't know from Adam. And this is what I do. I, I find these people, I meet these people, I listen to these people, I hear their stories, and on the other hand, I'm also working with the LCMS missionaries who are currently deployed all around the world, and they tell me what kind of a person they would like to have come and join them in their ministry overseas. So I hear from both ears people domestically who want to serve, and I hear from the other ear internationally the kind of people that are being looked for and hoped for and prayed for by the missionaries, and you'll never believe what happens, Marcus. Those things meet right in the middle, and the Lord provides these people. Over and over and over again, I get this request for this really crazy thing for this person to go here and do this, and you'll never know who I meet at the next conference where I'm talking about, hey, the Senate needs missionaries. Somebody comes up to the table and says, hey, David, I know how to do this, but do you have a need for that as a missionary? And I sit there and I smile and I say, thank you, God, for giving me the need from the field and then providing this person to walk up to my booth just now and making these things connect. It's really, really fun to be in this role right now today and have both ears in both directions putting these pieces together. Well, you know, I'm thinking uh, you must have really, really, really big ears then. 
Oh, my dad, when I used to play t-ball with my hat pulled down over my ears, he called me floppy. <laughs> well, those ears are being good to use to do a good purpose, and uh, it's obvious from your enthusiasm. I'm sure uh, you do an awesome job, but how did you, t- let's take this back a little bit. What is your background, and how did, now you yourself served as a missionary. Uh, tell us yeah, a little bit about yeah, your background, and, and how did you ever end up getting involved uh, with being a missionary yourself? Well, I grew up in uh, northern Illinois, and I was born to uh, an LCMS Lutheran family. And when I was six years old, I actually saw my father baptized. So it was my mom who was like the the German LCMS Lutheran, and my dad was a Czech, and his family really had nothing to do with the church. But, you know, my mom, and being a Christian, kind of rubbed off on him. And over time, my dad became a Christian. I actually remember, you know, seeing him baptized as a little kid. I was a little kid. He was obviously an adult. But I remember that day very well. There aren't a lot of... uh people that can say that they've seen their father or their mother or someone like that baptized. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I I left Northern Illinois when I went off to college in Nebraska. And when I was there, I I actually followed a girl to college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do for college, but this friend of mine who was in my youth group was like, hey, I'm going to go here to college. And I said, hey, can I go with you? And she said, sure. So we went and visited the campus. I went, I'll apply there. I'll go to school there. Sure, why not? So I didn't have, like, any preconceived notions of what I wanted to do with my life when I grew up other than, like, be older. My father was a plumber, and I went, I don't want to be a plumber. So basically anything else is good. And so I went off to college in Nebraska, and while I was studying, I was studying to be a teacher, and I I started off in, like, the science department and the music department and then eventually the theology department. I didn't, again, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. And in all of these experiences, I could see that I was really just being formed for something. I didn't know what the something was, and it's a good thing because if you had told me earlier on it was being a missionary, I probably would have laughed in your face. Um, But sure enough, all these things, the dots kind of all were connected, and I was approaching graduation, and I was going to be called to be a Lutheran high school teacher in northern Illinois, the last place in the world where I thought I wanted to be because I'd lived my whole life there. And uh, one of my professors, he said, whatever happened to you going to Slovakia? Uh, this was a history prof whose last name also was Fiala, you know, same last name. He remembered this interaction. I had totally forgotten about it. And it was like my first week on campus as a freshman. What do you remember from your first week on campus as a freshman? You know, nothing. But he remembered me. He remembered talking to me. He remembered talking to me about going to Slovakia because at that time, Slovakia had just opened up as a mission field for the Missouri Senate after the fall of communism that was Communism fell in 89. I was a freshman in college in 93. And in 1992, I've now gone back and done the research. We sent our first missionary to that country. Mm. And there was this opening and there was this thing. And here I was graduating five years later. And he's like, whatever happened to you going there? And I went, I don't know. Uh, I have a call right now to go to a Lutheran high school in Northern Illinois, but I don't really think it's what I want to do. And he says, well, then here's what you're going to do. You're going to apply with LCMS and you're going to go and be a missionary. And I went, oh, okay, I guess I could do that. And sure enough, I did. And I went overseas for one year. I spent a school year teaching religion in a a Lutheran high school in English uh, to a bunch of second language speaker kids. I really had to work on how you teach something like religion to to people who have learned English later on in life. And Mm -hmm. you can't use all the normal vocabulary. You've got to have different ways talking about stuff. And 
excuse me, but I put all these pieces together and it was a, a really great year. I came back to the States. I, I did some more schooling. I got another degree and I got married and my wife and I said in 2005, we should go overseas. So what did we do? Well, we called LCMS, we applied, uh, we were interviewed, and we were sent as missionaries. And from 2005 until 2014, we served in Slovakia as missionaries for the Senate. And in 14, the Senate called me and said, hey, would you like to come back to the States and be a missionary recruiter? So that kind of takes you from my college days up until right now where I am in St. Louis for the past three years, which is inviting people to consider being missionaries. You know what is so awesome about this? I mean, there's many things, but the uh, the directness of the individual who just said, well, I tell you what you're going to do. <laughs> Seriously, I was writing a paper for his class. Right? I don't know if you guys have finals at, at your colleges, and, and you have professors who are like these crazy, crotchety guys who like give you two grades for the entire semester, oh, and one of them is a paper, and one of them is a final. Well, that was Dr. Fiala, and this was a history class. And I was supposed to be writing a paper for his class, and I wasn't really a good college student, so I wasn't writing the paper. And I had to go in for a meeting with him, and I thought he was going to throw a brick at my head. And he said, no, be a missionary. And I went, oh, okay. And then I went and wrote his paper because he had solved all of my problems by saying, be a missionary. And it, we laugh about it now, but it's really, there, there's, there's a lot to it. And it was that invitation. And I'm Why assuming this is my, my boss, uh, Pastor Bart Day in the Office of National Mission would probably want me to to make sure to clarify. We're talking about Concordia University, Nebraska, and Seward, right? That's correct. Okay. It was Concordia Seward. And I'm contractually obligated now by my boss to say, <laughs> oh, bulldogs. <laughs> no, well, you know, Marcus, when I was on campus, I was a bulldog. I was, I was in track and field, and I was a high jumper. Oh, there you go. So in addition to being a crazy missionary, I even set, and I still hold today the university's indoor and outdoor high jump records. Wow. So, you know, you don't have to be this crazy, nerdy theology, I want to be a pastor guy to be a missionary. I was a NAIA two-time All-American. Sure. You know, and, and boom, here it is. Sure. But here, here you are. Going to school. And by the way, I grew up in Seward, so I, I know Seward well. I, my dad was the pastor at St. John's in Seward when I was a little kid. And All right. So All I right. even remember the, the Dr. Fiala I think you're talking about. But uh, oh, did you, you may have had his wife, Maxine, as your preschool teacher. I don't think so, but I'm sure this is not interesting to everybody else. <laughs> but uh, it's a small Lutheran world, especially in Seward. So oh goodness! Yeah, I'm sure. There's more uh, Lutherans per capita in that small town than anywhere else in the country. Uh, what's amazing to me, I, I love this directness. Uh, my my dad became a pastor because someone said, "You know what? You should become a pastor." Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. hadn't thought yeah. about that. And and somehow yeah. along the line, we spent all of our time, you know, getting little Johnny and Susie to dream of you know dream about being a fireman or an astronaut or an accountant or whatever. And sometimes I don't think we're nearly as direct as we should be. As I survey the, the land, when I think about all the college students that I've had the chance to, uh, um, to influence, uh, for good or for bad, in my many years in campus ministry, the opportunities that are there to say, you should be a pastor, or you should be this, and to actually be able to say, I, I've, I've got enough fortitude to dare to tell you, not in a way of saying you don't have a choice in the matter, that's not the point, um, 
But we have a long history of this kind of directness, and the need is terribly great. And and here, what what oh, yeah. me is you had the chance to not only go and be a missionary and go to an area where you said your dad was Czech anyways, right? So you kind of got to go That's to right. a place where you had some ancestral interest, and you still got to teach anyways. That's right. That's absolutely it's, right. It's, and, and a lot of folks would say to us, what the heck are you doing sending missionaries to Europe anyway? Isn't the fact that the church is in Europe why we have the church in America? So why do we need missionaries are, in Europe? Heck, what the heck were we doing sending missionaries to, to that area? <laughs> well, let's just take one, one little snippet here and look at the Czech Republic. Okay. Um, yes, I was living in Slovakia, but my, my mission field over a time included Slovakia, Czech Republic, Hungary, and Poland. So four countries in Central Europe. And if we look at the Czech Republic, uh, a nation today of about 10 million people, uh, if you do surveys of the nation and you ask questions about religious activity or affiliation or behavior, depending on the survey, in the Czech Republic, you will find anywhere between 50 to 60 to 70 percent of the people in this country, of 10 million, say no religious affiliation, atheist, agnostic. So here we have five to seven million people living in this little country in the middle of Central Europe who have no clue who Jesus is, what he did for them to save them from the sin that they are just living in. They have no idea of the gospel. And historically, you walk around the Czech Republic and you see beautiful old church buildings and cathedrals. There used to be a Christian presence. This was the middle of the, 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 um, the Holy Roman Empire. You know, back in the time of the Reformation, there were scads of people who were part of the church. But you look at time, you look at history, you look at the wars, and you look at culture, and the people have walked away from the church. And if you don't send missionaries to a place to be inviting people back into the church, proclaiming the gospel, saying, hey, Jesus died for you. Jesus loves you. Eventually you lose it. And I think Central Europe, uh, the context that I'm really, really familiar with, they were hardest hit during the communist regime. Forty years of bashing and trashing the church they almost did it. They almost removed a generation from the church. And if you remove a generation from the church, you almost kill the church. Yeah, and this is what the communists did. And in the Czech Republic, they did it very, very well. And so there's this huge people group that is just lost. They do not know what the Lord has done for them. They don't even know or care that the Lord exists and that they are his dearly loved people. And you know, the, the, when I transition from the field to the office and I, I get to work in St. Louis and we have missionaries that come through every once in a while and they do a presentation about the country where they're serving and their role in the ministry to the people of that country, over and over and over, time and time again, you hear this same story. There are people everywhere who don't know who Jesus is. They will not be with us in heaven. At the last day when Jesus returns, they will be on the, law, the left side. There's this huge need in the world for news of the Savior. And if you've got this, this burning in your gut 
this fire in your belly to tell people about Jesus, then you should be a missionary. Period. End of story. You could give a year, you could give two years, you could give three years of your life, go overseas, learn about a culture, learn about a people group that you may not know much about right now, and you can tell them the hope that you have in Jesus. You can do this. So we what, have a program yeah, for missionaries. So tell us what kind yeah, of yeah, opportunities yeah. there are, yeah. We have, first of all, we have short-term opportunities, which are anything less than six months. Typically, they're 10 to 14 days, and we send these short-termers, typically in teams, anywhere around the world where we've got career missionaries who are saying, send a team, here's what they're going to do, here's how they're going to help grow the ministry that I'm currently doing. And when I was in Central Europe, I received dozens of these short-term teams. And we worked in hundreds of cities with short-term teams and did evangelism that I could never have done by myself as the career missionary on the ground. But you bring in a team of people and you can do a whole bunch of work. So we've got short-term opportunities, and those are volunteer. You've got to raise the funding to do this. You've got to pay for your airfare. You've got to get a group of people together, and you've got to work with an LCMS missionary, and that's good. We need that. We also then have two types of missionary work that are for employment. So you graduate from college. You're looking for a job. Be a missionary. You get paid to be a missionary. This is employment. We will hire you. We will pay you. To be a missionary. Wow, Not only will we pay job, you. Get paid yeah, and yeah. be a missionary all at once. Such oh, my deal. goodness. It's, it's too good to be true. Just wait. There's more. We will help you pay off your college debt. Ooh. That's on top of what we will pay you, like a monthly living stipend. Now, it's not, you're not going to be wealthy. You're not going to be in the poorhouse either. You're going to have enough money to live on. You're going to have your housing provided. You're going to have rent, utilities. All these things are going to be covered by your financial profile, which is money that you get to raise, that we get to use to cover the cost of your living and serving. Then you get living stipend, so money to buy food and to buy clothes and to buy this and that and to do some local travel where you're working. You get a stipend. You get your, your housing. And, for instance, you get college tuition reimbursement assistance. We will pay up to $5,000 annually towards you paying down your student debts. So that's on top of the money that you get to live on will help you pay down your student debts. So this is, this is, this is really, a, it's, it's a sweet deal. Well, it, I mean, it really is. Talk about having that uh, kind of a, a gap year or... I've had had students have been like, well, I'm going to graduate. I'm thinking about going on to grad school, but I don't really know what I want to do. I just don't really be a missionary. So you could go do that for a couple. (laughs) Be a missionary. And we have, we have positions around the world that we ask for a 12 month deployed commitment. We have some 24 month deployed commitment and some 36 month deployed commitment. If the one year or the two year or the three year goes really, really well. And you want to add a year to that, we have the capacity to do that as well. And you have benefits like health care benefits and whatnot. We're not, we're not just throwing you out there and saying, good luck and God take care of you. No, 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 no. You're being sent by the church and the church is behind you. Your church is behind you. LCMS congregations are behind you. Individual members of LCMS congregations are behind you. You get to build an entire support network that's going to be right there with you while you are serving. 
praying for you on Sunday mornings. Uh, when you're in the States, in between, you know, your service, you visit with these people and you share the stories about what the Lord is doing through you in your mission field, where you've been called and invited to serve by the church. Marcus, this is, this is an amazing opportunity to obviously speak the gospel and connect people to Lutheran churches around the world. It's an amazing opportunity to travel and to see different parts of the world. It's an amazing opportunity to have this time between your graduation and whatever comes next. And for me, what should have come next would have been like teaching in America in a Lutheran high school, and I would have loved that, but you know what? The Lord had other plans. He said, no, no, you're going to do this volunteer-type work for a while, and then you're going to stay on the field. You're going to just grow, and you're going to stay here, and you're going to do this in this place in the world. And the church is going to be behind you the whole time. And I had no idea. I I eventually lived in St. Louis one day. This is the strangest thing for me, Marcus. And yet, here I am. And I'm inviting people, recent college grads, as well as recent retirees, if you're out there listening on KFUO, but you're not a college grad, recent college grad, if you're a recent retiree and you want to serve, we want you too. And this is the joy of the teams that we build with missionaries. It's not just a bunch of young college kids. We've got mature Christians who are also on these teams. Makes for wonderful dynamics. And I imagine you're talking about a variety of skill sets and backgrounds. Oh, goodness. Actually helpful. Goodness. Marcus, Marcus, do you suppose on on one of our, our university campuses where we've got an LCMSU chapter, we've got the quintessential farm boy? Oh, yeah, of course. Who could fix or build anything? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that there are. We, okay, brace yourself. Brace yourself, Marcus. Hold on. Uh-oh, okay. I'm going to tell you about a position we need for a missionary. This is a very, very specific need. We need a guy who can fix or build anything. And we need two of you. And we need you to serve in Papua New Guinea. And we need you to serve in Sri Lanka. We have teams already in places of career missionaries in those locations who are doing the pastoral work, who are doing the church planting, but they have facilities that are old and dilapidated, and we need somebody who can come in, who's a good LCMS Lutheran, who can talk about Jesus when asked, but who really knows how to fix and build and maintain things. Well, you know, we have some... And we need that. Even beyond farmers, there are... I always tell people, we just got about three or four minutes left here, but there are a lot of uh, insane, an insane number of engineering-type students, civil engineers, things of that nature. Oh, wow. I would think. Wow. Well, we will have to, uh, so if you have heard, we will have to make sure we spread the word about this. Uh, I know that uh, we're looking forward to, you're going to be at our upcoming Liberty Conference in uh, early January. Yeah, see you in D.C., See you in D.C. It's going to be great. If someone is coming to the Liberty Conference and you've heard this and you've got a hankering to uh, to ponder such things, David will be there. But in the meantime, if somebody is interested and they're, uh, they they have their ears uh, perked up for this, how can they get a hold of you? First of all, uh, you can look on the Internet at lcms.org forward slash service. And there you can find a database of available geo-missionary positions. And the geo-positions are these 12, 24, 36-month term of service. And you can look there in our database. You can also get a hold of me by telephone, 314-278-9750. 
You can also get a hold of me via email if you seriously, one word, become a missionary at lcms.org. Write me an email. That is fantastic. Well, David, uh, I tell you what, I'm ready to give up my job and go be a missionary after listening to you for 20 minutes. <laughs> but I, I've had a chance myself to go and uh, uh, be a short-term kind of a guy on teaching teams for pastors in West Africa. And, um, and young people want to serve. Uh, two things that they love to do. They want to serve and they love to see new places and experience new things. And uh, I cannot think of a better thing for someone to do, especially, you know, upon graduation or maybe even, you know, sometimes I was just thinking, sometimes you have, well, I'm graduating mid-year in December, but I'm not, and I'm going off to school in the next fall. It sounds to me like you could have some six-month opportunities as well. So uh, sounds to me like the sky's the limit if somebody wants to dream and, and it certainly can't hurt to get a hold of you. So... Anyways, well, no, there is no harm in asking, and yes, well, you, you are invited your, to be a missionary. <laughs> thank you for your two big ears uh, that are peeled in both directions. We, uh, we love to, uh, and I don't mean to say you actually have big ears, but uh, just to oh, I might. <laughs> but uh, thank you for what you do, and especially for the for the fire in the belly that you have to. Uh, to do what uh, Dr. Fiala encouraged you and kind of directed and told you to do way back when, and we're certainly glad that he yeah. did. Thanks for joining us today, David. Thanks, Marcus. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check it out, lcms.org forward slash service. Become a missionary at lcms.org. Remember, college is tough. You need Jesus' help.